Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle, and today's episode is entitled, Take Care of Those Who Take Care of You. Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's episode. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I'm sitting here in my home office with my trusty sidekick, Ollie. She's sitting here staring at me. It's a little creepy, but cats are creepy. So anyways, I'm getting over a head cold, so I'm going to apologize for my voice. It's a little raspy, and I didn't do myself any favors last weekend. I was at the Bills game. Went to the Buffalo Bills game. They were playing the New England Patriots, the hated New England Patriots, and I was actually there with a Patriots fan, so that was tough. But I screamed and hollered and cursed for about three hours straight and about killed my voice. But it was a good day. Although the Buffalo Bills did not win, 16-10, it was probably the closest game I can remember um, playing the New England Patriots. And we had great weather, great food, and it was a good day. So now I'm back home in my office, nursing my head cold. And really, this week's episode is going to be brief. I thought I would chime in and just give a progress report. As you know, we're in the middle of this job, 147 hail-damaged units in eight weeks. At least that was the target. So as of today, we are in week four of eight, and we are 87 in, which is beautiful. Beautiful. We are trending to be done in six to seven weeks. The dealer is pleased. And, um, you know, I'm going to kind of play with fire, though, because here's the deal. I should probably keep my foot on the gas and get this done. However, after thinking about it, I don't think think it's the right thing to do. Um, I have my trip coming up. Uh, We have the owner's meeting in Orlando that's coming up that I've been looking forward to. Uh, Every year we bounce between Vegas and Orlando, and this year is Orlando, and they always have the owners meeting at a beautiful hotel down there, and it's just, um, not only is it great to reconnect with the the other owners, the other franchise owners, um, hear what everybody else is doing, see how their year went, um, but we usually go out, we have some nice dinners, and we sit by the pool when we can, and we take in some trainings, and it's just, it's a really good trip. And I've been looking forward to that, and I knew that it was coming up. I could not plan for this this job. I I didn't know this job was coming. My hail season was just about done when we got the call from the dealership um, to bid on this job. So immediately I was like, okay, we got to get these cars in, and we got to get them done because when I leave to Orlando, I don't want to have chaos back in Syracuse. So I really had been thinking I was just going to, we were going to power through, we were going to get this done. However, as I've started noticing with the technicians in the shop, um, they're getting worn out. We've been going hard now uh, for, you know, we're in the fourth week. We've been going hard, two shifts, day, day shift, night shift, and I'm noticing that techs are starting to get fatigued. 
I have one tech that came up to me yesterday. I've been telling him from the very beginning. He's a young kid, Tyler. He's a great dude. And I've been telling him from the beginning that he needs to be careful because a lot of these cars that are coming in are very heavy, like the hoods. They can be fixed, but it's like two days to fix this hood. So what we've been doing is we've been, um, in certain instances, when these cars come in and they're that heavy, the techs are fixing the rest of the vehicle, but we're, we're swapping the hood. We're replacing the hood. Dave, um, obviously, we have the, the capabilities to repair these vehicles conventionally. So in certain instances, we just kick the hood to Dave. And Dave orders a new hood. We paint it. We put it on the car. And the tech fixes everything else. However, Tyler's been saying from the beginning, I'm going to fix these hoods. I want to fix them. And I was like, well, you got to be careful. You got to pace yourself, man, because you're going to end up burning yourself out. And then yesterday he comes, I'm outside, I'm QCing a vehicle and he's like, Bob, we got to talk. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, you were right, man. I am burned out. And I'm like, ah, okay. Well, I told you that was going to happen. So what he asked is, he's like, I need to go home. I need, he, um, it's really cool. He drag races and I love drag racing. So he wants to go home and he wants to recharge his batteries. Um, he wants to take in a couple races and, um, and then come back and finish up. And my initial reaction was like, man, this is going to jam up our timeline. However, the more I told him, go ahead, do what you got to do. And the more that I got around and talked to the other techs in the shop, I realized that this was, it was like systemic. It's, it's an issue with a number of the techs in the shop. I usually go around and I ask them every day, you know, how are you doing? How was your night? How's the day been? Um, anything I can do for you? And usually everybody's like, man, everything's good. We're getting through these. And I'm starting, I was starting to notice yesterday that um, it's not just Tyler. Everybody is starting, people are, are sore. I mean, this is hard work to fix these cars. It's taxing on the body. So I have one tech, he's like, man, my shoulder's bothering me. I have another tech that um, he, he has kind of a rule with his wife. He only stays on the road for a month at a time. So he's like, I want to go home for a week. I got to see my wife and then I'll come back. So I guess the right thing to do as I started noticing where everybody was at in the shop was to say, look, anybody that wants to go home, go home. I'll call the dealership. I'll let them know that we're pretty much shutting it down next week. It's going to give Dave an opportunity to catch up in the body shop because we've given him a number of jobs that he hasn't been able to get to yet. He's got his own retail customers. He's got a ton of fleet work that he does. Um, he could use a week to catch up as well. So although this is going to mean that I go to Orlando and the job isn't as close to being finished as possible, um, it's the right thing to do. So that's what we're going to do next week. Anybody that wants to go home, they're going to go home. They're going to take a week off. Um, Tyler's going to actually take two weeks off. And it's going to set us back a little bit. It's going to push us back probably to that eight-week target. I was super psyched to come in around six or seven weeks. But it looks like now, um, for the greater good, we're going to dial things back next week. And um, you know what? I could use the week, too. Let's be honest here. I could use, <laughs> this has been completely consuming my life from morning to night. It's been consuming my life. And um, I'm kind of looking forward to having a week to kind of chill out, catch up on some other things and, uh, and have some normalcy 
for a week. So that's what we're doing. But in addition to that, we're going to do a couple things for the techs at the end of this week. Knowing that uh, Saturday is probably going to be getaway day for a lot of these people. Um, Friday, we're going to bring in Dinosaur Barbecue to the shop. Uh, just as a way to kind of show my appreciation for everybody. It's not much. I told them that yesterday. I'm like, look, it's not much, but I want to show you guys my appreciation. You guys have been coming in here every single day or night, and you've been busting your ass for me. And because of you, we are at 87 cars right now. All right. Because of you, the dealer bought 87 cars. That was the initial batch. So I was talking to the buyer for the dealer yesterday. and He's like, this is going much faster than we expected. The owner is very happy. The cars are coming back. They're looking great. And you guys are doing it. We didn't know if you could do this. And uh, you guys are actually pulling this off. So it's uh, very impressive. And you have gotten through our initial batch. So we've gotten to a point where the dealer probably needs some time to catch up because what they're doing is sending these cars to us with uh, the replacement parts in the car. So in addition to fixing the vehicle, we're also swapping out belt moldings that have been damaged, uh, scalps, which is the chrome piece at the tops of the doors. We're pulling them off and we're replacing those, any kind of drip moldings, stuff like that. So what they've been doing is sending the parts in the cars um, so we can just swap them out when we're done. So this second batch of 60 cars, they haven't even gotten the parts in those cars yet. We're moving so fast through these cars that they haven't even gotten, we've caught up to them. So I think they can use that week as well to kind of get this next batch, um, you know, ready for us. So what we're going to do is Friday is going to be a good day. We're going to finish up what we got. We're going to have some dinosaur barbecue and, um, you know, I might even bring in some uh, frosty beverages for them to show our appreciation and kind of send them off in style and, um, you know, give them a week or two to take. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll, we'll finish it up. Another thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to move now that we're kind of in the home stretch, I'm going to shut down the night crew. So uh, these guys that have been working on the night crew, it's not normal to them. <laughs> so they've been doing it, but it's, it's hard for them. And But because of the space being limited in the shop, especially through the day, the only way we were going to get through these on time was to have two shifts, a day and a night crew. So what I'm going to do now is um, knowing where we are, and again, this is probably going to push us closer to that eight-week target. Um, this is probably going to mean that I go to Orlando with a few more uncertainties, but that's okay because it's the right thing to do. Um, we have some techs that are moving on, that are leaving, um, that, that kind of came in and told me, look, I can only give you three weeks. Okay. Um, so I knew that going in. So we have some techs that are finishing up this week. It's opening up space in our day shift, on our day shift. So I'm going to move the night techs to the day, give them a little bit of, of a reprieve and allow them to kind of get back to somewhat of a normal schedule. Um, because again, it's the right thing to do. It puts a little more pressure on me, but it's going to allow these guys to stay healthier um, and it's going to allow them to be, you know, happier and finish this job up and the quality is going to be better. Um, I'm, you're going to find that if the tech is happier and feeling good about things and they're more on a, a, a nor what they consider to be a normal schedule, um, things are going to kind of run smoother. So we're going to do that as well. 
so what this is doing for me is things are good and I'm happy where things are at, but I'm kind of rolling the dice in a couple areas in the interest of helping out the technicians that are here helping me. And another thing that makes this a little more challenging of a decision is just yesterday, I mean, I've been so consumed with this job that I don't follow the reports like I usually do. Um, Usually if hail hits somewhere in New York, like I'm on it. So immediately after hail hits, I get alerted on my phone and I'm on the phone with the body shops in that area and starting to assess their needs. And I completely missed it yesterday. I don't know why my app didn't go off either, but I completely missed being notified that Messina, New York had some hail yesterday, two inch. And uh, I got a text from Dave last night, like 5.30. He's like, what the heck? Messina got two inch hail. And we never get hail this late in the year, ever. My hail season was done. I was closing the books on the 2019 hail season. I was looking forward to an off season. And then this dealer called. And next thing you know, we're fixing all these hail damage units. So our our hail season was extended. And then all of a sudden, we get a freak storm in Messina in the beginning of October. And I can only remember one other time in New York where we were fixing hail this late in the year. Hail hits usually in May or June, sometimes April. But usually we're done by this time of the year. Um, one year, man, this was probably 10 years ago, we were sitting up in Ticonderoga at Tony's Thai Motorsports in, well, it was Halloween. I remember it was Halloween and we were fixing hail cars up there. And that's the only other time that I can remember hail hitting this late in the year. So Dave texts me and he's like, yeah, we got hail up in Messina. I don't know if there's damage up there, but might want to call your shops. So I was like, oh crap. I immediately jumped on the phone. Uh, we've got two very good shops up there that we've done storms for in the past, uh, Dishaw's Collision in Messina, and then Kevin LaFleur, LaFleur Collision in Norfolk. Norfolk? 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 I think I just swore there. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but um, I was on a horn with both of them, and they seemed to believe that there was actually damage up there. So another thing that I'm going to do, against my better judgment, is it wouldn't be right If we have hail up there, if there's damage up there and we are going to be working up there, it would not be right, in my opinion, to call in other technicians from the system to go up there and work on retail. I have these technicians in my shop that have been busting their ass for us that they should get first crack at this. They're doing a wholesale gig. They're used to retail. Their their natural element is being in the body shop. So... It wouldn't send a very good message if I was to allow them to just or just keep them on this job and call in somebody else when they've been here busting their knuckles for me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them first crack at it. So if we have damage up there, I've already put the word out to the techs in the shop that although it's going to be a challenge for me, the right thing to do is to give you guys the opportunity to move out of the shop, get back on retail work up in Messina, if you choose to, and then I'll have to find other techs to come in and help us finish out this this job at the shop, which is going to be kind of a pain in the ass, but it's the right thing to do. And I found that over time in the long run, what this does is um, it really helps to kind of build our team because the technicians notice this. And I can tell you that they would also notice if I didn't do it. 
and they'd be like, what the hell? So it's kind of, I don't have any other option. I'm going to have to give them first crack at the work up in Messina. And it's going to be on me to find text to come in and help us finish out, finish out this job. So anyways, that is where we're at for the job. 87 cars in. I'm very pleased with the progress that we've made. And um, we'll know more about the Messina work coming up. And I will return and report on my next podcast, which will probably be two weeks from now, because that's where I'm kind of, I'm averaging. Averaging one podcast every two weeks. So I appreciate everybody that is tuning in and listening to this gibberish. So my challenge for you this week is to identify someone, anyone inside of your organization that you need to not necessarily bring in dinosaur barbecue for, but in some way show your appreciation for the people in your organization that are helping you to move forward, who have taken an interest in your business and gone above and beyond for you. Who have you neglected to show your appreciation? Very simple task for the week. I would ask, as always, if you connect with this message, and if you know somebody that would connect with this message, that you would simply share this podcast up. Secondly, if you could find me on The Robert Argyle on Instagram, and if you could also go to my Facebook business page, Robert E. Argyle at Facebook, and check that out and like it. I got some videos on there. I guess it's tied to my Instagram. So if I post on Instagram, it usually goes right to, well, usually it always goes to my Facebook business page. So if you could check either of those out, I'd appreciate it. And then also last but not least, Robert E. Argyle. I think it's Robert Argyle. I don't think it's got the E in it. I should probably know that. I think it's robertargyle.com, which is my blog site. It's been dormant for a little while. going to be honest with you. But uh, I am working on a couple blogs right now, and um, I will get them up there as soon as possible. So that's it for this week. I thank you for listening to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.